The following is brought to you in part by MFC Studios. The views of the show's host and guests do not necessarily reflect those of the management, owners, or staff of this radio station. And now, it came from the radio. Once again, to a game from the radio, the official Big Apple Con. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking. With me via virtual distancing, we have none other than senior correspondent Charlie Saladino. Hello, friend seekers. We have L Man Jenny Feldy. Good day, good evening. And we have <laughs> our very own fishy sarcasms, Dominic Definition Man Ron. I hate you all. Whoa. Because <laughs> everyone's so like off the walls at me, like, ah, oh, fine. Oh, oh, dare to be different. On this week's show, uh, we have another Jay Bird and Lee segment. And in addition to Jen's overview of the Malvern Comic Fest, from that very same convention, in three separate interviews, Jen talks with event organizers Christian and Antonio Montalvo, uh, the infamous Renzo, and the Fury. Mm. I'm curious about all these interviews. Before we do yeah, any of that, they're very interesting, <laughs> I'll tell you that. Before we do any of that. Let's take it away with the news. It's Morphin Time! The news is brought to you in part by the fine folks of Sci-Fi.Radio. That's Sci-Fi for your Wi-Fi. So the fine folks at the Big Apple Con, which we are the official radio show of, celebrating over 26 years of compliments and pop culture stuff. For more information, go to www.bigapplecc.com. The next convention is scheduled for December the 17th. Uh, it is the Big Apple Christmas Con. Uh, tickets are on sale right now. I believe the headliner that they have is Jim Sarenko, as Dominic would say. Sarenko. And they're going to be adding more people as we go along. And also, we and hey, It's only four months away, so get your tickets now. Yeah, and also we have shout-outs for our Patreons, of which there are Danny Grillo, award-winning director Jared Burrell, Kyle Horn, Millie Portes, new safe image of media, Orange Gun, Shadow Rabbit Art, Yasin Ray, and Rosa. If you want to get on the shout-out, go to our website, www.camefromtheradio. And for a dollar a month, you get a shout-out on our show. All right, so let's see. We have sad news. We have two pieces of sad news this week. So we'll start off with that. Actress and director Denise Douse, D-O-W-S-E, died recently after falling into a coma brought on by meningitis. Uh, while appearing on such films and TV shows as Sneakers, Theodore Rex, Biodome, Starship Troopers, Pleasantville, Requiem for a Dream, mm-hmm. Dr. Doolittle Part 2, Ray, Coach Carter, The Call, California Games, The Enemy Within, CJ and Run, Built to Last, Rocket Power, Class, Lap Jam, Imposters, Insecure, and The Wedding Games, just to name a few. Denise is probably best known for her roles as Mrs. Yvonne Teasley in 23 episodes of the original Beverly Hills 90210 in the 90s, and as for Judge Rebecca Damison, D-A-M-S-E-N, Damison, in 32 episodes of The Guardian, which ran from 2001 and 2004. Now, I know not to ask Jen, but let's see, uh, Charlie, are you familiar with uh, those two shows? No. <laughs> Dominic? Yes. Did you remember yeah. uh, uh no she is once again one of uh the kinds of uh actors and actresses that we go oh it's that person all right so if i saw her in an episode i'd I'd recognize her now okay she was was also in a bunch she was in house she was in bones yeah she was in criminal minds tons of things that you've seen the mentalist so you've seen her 
and it's always it's always sad when like you have an actor like that that dies and you're like oh yeah i knew her but i didn't know her so moving on to the last bit of sad news which is kind of weird um actress Anne haish also died recently from injuries sustained falling from her car driving into a house and bursting into flames uh Anne appeared in such films as uh, adventures of huckleberry finn Oh, wait, the Adventures of Huck Finn, A Simple Twist of Fate, No Money, Wild Side, The Jura, Johnny Brasco, Volcano, I Know What You Did Last Summer, Wag the Dog, Six Days, Seven Nights, Return to Paradise, Cycle, the new one, John Q, Sexual Life, Superman, Doomsday, which was the animated one, uh, Toxic Sky, Cedar Rapids, Nothing Left to Fear, Best of Enemies, and 13 Minutes, just to name a few. On a small screen, Anne appeared in shows uh, slash made for TV movies as Another World, Against the Wall, Kingfish, The Story of Huey P. Long, One Kill, Ally McBeal, Grace's Choice, Everwood, Failed Desire, Men in Trees, Hung, Girl Fight, Save Me Beth Harper, Aftermath, The Brave, Chicago PD, and All Rise, just name a few. Um, it's weird because uh, even though we recorded... Catch your breath, Mark. Catch your breath. <laughs> it's weird because even though we recorded our live show, which is going to air after this show, but unless you were a part of our, our show, um, Anne Hayes had just got into the car accident. So it's weird that now she has uh, succumbed to her injuries. Um, Charlie, are you familiar yeah. with uh, Anne Hayes' work? Yes, I think my... Uh... My favorite movie she was in was the uh, one with Harrison Ford. I believe it was Return to Paradise. Six Days, when Seven they... Nights. Oh, that, okay. Thank you. Yeah. When they get, uh, you know, marooned on an island. So I I enjoyed that movie. But, uh, yeah, it's a shame. She was a good actress. And uh, it's a shame that house ran in front of her. Oh, I'm the sorry. The house just I came out of lie. nowhere. Oh, <laughs> Terrible. Well, maybe she's such a good actress that none of this really happened. She fooled us all. That would be <laughs> maybe. That would be really great. So, uh, Jen, um, do you want to add anything else to your uh, knowledge of Anne Hayes, as uh, we mentioned in during the live show? Or you want to keep moving? Um, well, well, uh, I know what you did last summer has been on my mind. I acted in a film that's similar. I know I'm bringing this back to myself. That was such a cool movie, so it's cool that she was in it, and it's super sad. And really, I was just thinking while you were talking, if you know, if there was an afterlife or anything like that, like because she went in such a way that I mean, she kind of blew up someone's house, but the the person seems like they'll be okay. Uh, you know, did the people get punished if you cause strife for other people when you're going? Is there a purgatory? Like, you know, is she going to heaven? Is there a heaven? This, this is just my thoughts. That's some pretty deep thoughts right there. Yeah, yeah. well. Yeah. All right. That's like an existential crisis going on right there and all I'm thinking. Dominic, yeah. you want to yeah. raise our spirits with your uh, like, thoughts on this? Like a well, whole cat thing yeah. going. I'm not exactly sure how I can, like, raise the spirits. <laughs> all right, having... so should we just move on? Well, uh, did they determine if I believe they did determine the narcotics were in her system, though, right? They they, they did the test, found. but I don't think it was like uh, officially released. And I guess when the autopsy comes out, then they'll know for sure. As I think I, I heard cocaine and fentanyl, and there's they probably did, more. They did rumor that. Like I said, I've heard stuff, but I haven't heard an official answer. Um, okay. Yeah, so far it says he was allegedly allegedly under the influence of yes, cocaine, allegedly, possibly yes. fentanyl, according to prior reports. Correct. Um, so the 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 only uplifting thing I can say is do not use drugs and drive. All right, fair enough. So just, she was uh, do don't use drugs at all. She was uh, fifty three, a young fifty three. If you're going to use drugs, don't be moving. Stay at home. So work out. 
that's it for the sad news. We're going to move on to the not as sad news. Um, let's see. From the shameless self-promotion department, oh. none other than creator and host of this very show that you're listening to right now has, after 30 years, finally managed to make the jump into the crowdfunding world, designated a five-part series that tells the story of two warring alien races and the teams that are caught in the middle is currently on Kickstarter. Mark says, with, at the time of this recording, 135 days to go before a life-changing event, it would be greatly appreciated if you checked out my book that has been 30 years in the making. If for whatever reason you're unable to financially support this project, share it on your social media platforms. Maybe somebody that you uh, know who isn't aware of the book might just be able to help it make a reality. The campaign ends on August 30th at noon Eastern Standard Time, so be sure to get your copy in before it is too late. So moving on from the... But you normally throw it to us, but there's really nothing to throw because you just had a shameless plug. Yes. That's I it. didn't want to talk out of turn. <laughs> Fine. Um, Do you want on. us to discuss your Kickstarter? I've, I've, uh, I've been doing... Uh, Today is the 17th of uh, August, for those of you who are listening on the show, and I've been doing at least uh, over 17 different live streams, and I have more to do. I just did the two today. I've talked about this enough. Just go go check it out. That's all I got to do. Just go check it out. Um, so moving yes, on. Yes, go check out his Kickstarter. Yes, go, uh, go check out my Kickstarter. So moving on, from the It's So Crazy, It Must Be True follow-up department. Oh, is this None an Ezra other. Miller story? <laughs> None other. Oh, I was thinking that too. Then Ezra Miller has announced oh, that he is God. seeking treatment for complex yeah. mental issues. Ezra yeah. said, uh, yeah. having recently gone through a time of intense crisis, I now understand that I am suffering com- complex mental health issues and have begun mm-hmm. ongoing treatment. I want to apologize to everyone that I have alarmed and upset with my past behavior. I am committed to doing the necessary work to get back to a healthy, safe, and productive stage in my life. And I should know, be committed. Yeah, I should be. Those of you who don't know, care, or weren't even paying attention, Ezra, best known as The Flash in the DC films, has gotten himself into some trouble with protective orders on allegedly endangering minors and most recently getting a citation for burglary of alcohol. Mm. This is basically it his attempt. Like raging... All right, Jen, you, you're coming in very uh, uh, odd. You, you sound Vibrato. very sound. Yes, yes, thank you. I sound yeah. odd? Yes, it, you sound like... like my audio sounds odd? sounds odd? There you go. You, you sound frankly, a little Frankly, all three of you out. sound odd tonight. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are a little odd, Dominic. Now, you're all coming kind of like Jen to, on my oh. on my earphones. <laughs> like that. Really? Yeah. We're all, I guess the time, we're all time different, time dilated. Maybe Ezra Miller is interrupting. It's the Flash, yes. So uh, I guess that we'll start it. with uh, Charlie. Charlie, you want to throw your two cents in on this? Yeah, sure. I, I figured uh, he got so crazy, he actually believed he can outrun the uh, authorities. <laughs> yeah. <right>. Because <laughs> he is the Flash. True. Uh, fair enough, Jen. You got Method acting. <laughs> yeah, I think that a lot of times you get these big roles and it gets your head and people feel invincible. And I've seen it. I've seen it on a smaller scale. And uh, this guy reminds me of people I know, for sure. All right, Dominic? First of all, I never want to hang out with people that Jen knows if this is what they're like. <laughs> Second of all, I just feel like he knows, he knows law enforcement's coming for him, so he's already putting... <laughs> creating a not guilty by reason of insanity plea. Yeah. 
And third, what annoys me is like, apparently, if you're a celebrity, or frankly, almost anyone these these days, you can get away with anything if you just say like, I have mental issues. Like, yeah. there's no accountability whatsoever for one's actions anymore. Nope. And it's like, yeah, you might have mental issues, but that's for you to keep under control. And you should still get thrown in jail for the things that you've just done. Exactly. You've endangered minors. You've, you've... Allegedly. <laughs> yeah, allegedly. Gotta, gotta put that in there, allegedly. There's a whole level of this. It's just like, no, you have to be held accountable. Like, this is not okay. Your actions are not okay. Yeah. And I'm sure someone out there, some social worker is like, incarcerating him isn't the answer. We need more mental health issues. Like, yes. And we you do, know what? We do. But at the same time, you also need accountability of, of what you're doing. Knowing this guy, he'll probably, like, end up getting in some, like, a fair relationship with the therapist so the therapist gets on his side it's just like you know when drug companies go to the fda the fda is like oh this is legal and then they just sleep with the people at the fda i feel like that's what level of psychopath we're dealing with with this guy so this is the biggest hater i just can't stand this guy wow you should probably be recast from the flash to the joker wow yeah okay man some some hate for ezra i mean he can't be any worse than um What's his name? Who, who's played the Joker recently? Joaquin Phoenix. No. Jared Leto. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come he's on. He's really that bad. That's what I hear. He's so know. bad, I don't watch him. I got to. You know, he was it. he was pretty bad as the Joker in uh, in the Birds of Prey. Uh, no, what was it? Joker. Suicide. Suicide Squad. Yeah. Oh, okay. Bad. Moving on. Yes, moving on from the. That's a lot of nuts. Department. The new film Bullet Train has held on to the number one spot in the domestic box office, pulling in an additional $13 million in ticket sales in its second week of release. For those of you keeping track, the new Top Gun sequel, which I just saw, uh, is still the highest grossing film of 2022 with $674 million, followed by Doctor Strange's sequel with $411 million. The aforementioned Bullet Train isn't even in the top 20. Um, I know, Dominic, you said you saw uh, Top Gun, right? Maverick? I did, yes. Charlie, did you see it? No. Jen? No, I want to see Bullet Train, though. <laughs> um, I gotta say, the movie was, was pretty decent. I enjoyed it. It felt like an old movie, but it was a new yeah. movie. Um, I felt like it was a very worthy sequel. Yeah, oddly. They, oddly knew what they, were, they knew what their job was. They wanted to hit the same notes of the first one. They wanted to show the parallels. They weren't like trying to be fancy about it. And they most certainly lifted half the plot from Star Wars. <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, um, I, I also want to mention because I know Jen had mentioned this a couple of times on the show. The Val Kilmer scene is is well worth. They give him tons of respect and they work yeah. around his limitations. I thought that was very nicely done. Yeah, I um, thought that was very good. Charlie, were you a, a fan of the original Top Gun? Oh yeah. So if you were, I, I just, I just, um, one could say it took his breath re- away. <laughs> I just regretted that I never seen it in the movies. Really? Because it. Yeah, it had to be had to be fantastic on the big screen, but I never got a chance to see it in the movie. Oh, I saw it in theaters. Um, this this uh, was good. I mean, Top Gun Maverick was definitely worth seeing in theaters. Uh, like, yeah. I'm sure it'll be good to watch on on. I saw it in the theater. I know you don't see anything in the theater, but like, <laughs> I, I saw, saw it, I saw it through other perfect. means. <laughs> yes, um, he's he has he had a hookup. Um, but There's so many worked in a movie theater. You sure don't see a lot of things in theaters. I used to. A matter of fact, ninety percent of all the movies. Before the you did. 
Yes, before no, the I, pandemic, I did. I actually only saw most of my movies in one theater, but I've, yeah. I've seen a lot of movies in theaters. But now, the pandemic kind of changed stuff, so you gotta you gotta be creative. Yeah. You gotta gotta work around right the system. Yeah, yeah. So, speaking of Top Gun, from the by the way, I'm gonna say that don't think, just do is the new use the force, Luke. Oh, that was good. That was a good callback, I have to say. Um, so, speaking yeah. of Top Gun, from the six more spots to go department. The new Top Gun film is now the seventh highest grossing film ever in the domestic box office, bypassing Titanic, which was uh, now number seven. It was at $659 million, and that came out in 1999. This milestone makes Maverick, which is a Top Gun sequel, the biggest movie ever put out by Paramount, which also released Titanic. For those of you keeping track, the remaining six films uh, for Top Gun to beat, which would be Avengers Part 3. Black Panther Part 1, Avatar, the second third Spider-Man film, which was the highest grossing film of last year, Avengers Part 4, and finally Star Wars Part 7 with $936 million. Now, I think it's interesting because we were talking about can there be any movie to knock Top Gun off its, uh, its highest grossing film of this year, and Avatar is up there, and they're making Avatar 2, Ooh. and Black Panther is up there, and they're making a Black Panther Part 2 of this year. So do you guys think that the Avatar Part 2 and or uh, Black uh, Panther Part 2 will knock off uh, Top Gun from its uh, throne. Charlie, what do you no. think? No. No, definitely not. Really? And why, and why is yeah. that? I, because people had enough of it. <laughs> okay. People had <laughs> enough of it. Avatar, Black Panther, that's it. That's what I'm saying. And I'm sticking to it. How the hell do I know, Mom? <laughs> I do not know these these things. All right, you want me to say, yeah, sure. It will. Yeah. What, 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 what do you think, Jen? I'm pretty much going to say what Charlie has to say. Um, yeah, I'm going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> Dominic? Well, first of all, you're saying it. I'm, I'm looking this up on imdb pro and is actually listing top gun maverick as number 13 so where did you say domestic numbers domestic okay so this is top lifetime grosses that's what i'm looking at yes domestic so domestic top domestic okay um avatar 2 and black panther 2 i don't think it's going to do it because they're sequels and you could say that yeah top gun maverick's a sequel but it's a 30 year long wait of a sequel you know, there's a bit of a difference there with the same original lead of Tom right. Cruise. So you want to see what's happened to that character. Whereas <clears throat> Avatar, I never saw the first one. And Avatar 2, I think, has been almost too long that you don't care about it as much. And Black Panther, mm-hmm. people are going to want to see it because they want to see how they handle Chadwick Boseman. But I think Chadwick Boseman carries Black Panther, obviously. So, so... without him, I don't see it being able to topple it. Uh, that's fair enough. So with less than a minute to go, we're going to have our final thoughts for the news. Senior correspondent, Charlie Southern, do you have any final thoughts? Yeah, just be nice to everybody, damn it. <laughs> L-Man Jenny Feldy, final thought? Watch what Ezra Miller does and do the opposite. Man, there's so much hate for that poor guy. <laughs> um, Dominic, definitely man's do you have any final thoughts? Uh, yeah, don't drive inebriated unless you're Ezra Miller and do us all a favor. It's <laughs> no. so, you know what? Fine, <laughs> just fine. Because that would be being nice to everybody. Like yeah, was. sounds yeah. like it. Yep, there you go. Right, Why so... did Anne Hayes have to die? Why couldn't it have been Ezra Miller? Oh, exactly. you know we're gonna use that. 
when we went down the line, that clip right there is down the line. When, when something happens, uh, oh, that's our time. So that's it. We're going to take our break. <laughs> we'll be right back with Game from the Radio. See you later. Like Hi, you've heard my voice open and close the show. Now we want to hear your voice. If you have a business or product, you can record a commercial here. We offer 30 and 60 second spots. For more information, contact Mark at MFC underscore studios at hotmail.com. My neural net processor is linked to sci-fi.radio. sci-fi for my Wi-Fi. The more I listen, the more I learn. Now, back to our show. Hey, this is Jaybird and Lee, and we're here to talk about movies, music, TV, and what's going on in our part of the world. Today, we're here to talk about Star Wars Land at Disney. <laughs> so, what was the first thing we did when we got there? Well, um, we did everything Star Wars. Well, first, we basically made a droid. It was very fun. Well, didn't we go on any rides? Didn't we look on Yeah, the but what, don't you want to do it in order? Oh, fine. I guess we will. We made a droid from scratch. Not really, but close enough. And then we made a lightsaber. Very well, first, cool. tell me about the droid, Riley. What did we do for the droid? Did what you pick out? Was there a certain sequence that you did? Did you do BB-8 based, or did you do R2 based? I did R two D two. I did the classical one, not any like mixed up ones. But I uh, uh, and like there's a lot of parts to it. It was like seven parts or something, and you had to like do it step by step. And stuff. It was pretty cool. Basically, when you went into the Droid Depot, Droid Depot, I don't know, but when you went in there, you got to choose what type of sequence you were doing. So you could do R2-D2 sequence, you could do um, BB-8 sequence, or you could do like a scoundrel. And once you chose what type of sequence you wanted to do, you went to sort of like a conveyor belt and you got to have many different parts of many different like uh droids so it was really cool and then we got to the building we went to um someone helped us with it and we put their personality chip in it which means they basically were able to talk or make certain noises. You know how R two D two makes yeah. like a screech like, or yeah. There's like there's many different like R two voices of them or like BB eight. Like you put the chip in them. Like it was him being himself, him being sarcastic, him being funny, him being like a bad droid, grumpy and stuff. Yeah, it was basically just any type of droid you could think of, and you could create your own. I. Almost made R2-D2. I did the sequence, but I decided to do a purple head. So, it was basically a silver and purple ratio. Now tell me about the lightsaber. Well, lightsaber, that was very cool too. So first you got to pick your uh, kyber crystal. Like, they weren't just like in the movies or the show, Clone Wars, when the, the kyber crystal isn't just the same color it's all like a light blue and then it shows you the color you have for your lightsaber when you all turn it on 
This was different. You had choices. You could do a blue kyber crystal, a green. You could do a purple or a red. I I chose a blue, and Julie chose a green. And when we were making our lightsaber, some of the people were, like, helping us uh, construct it. And it was, like, very cool how they did it. Like, they told us, like, how to exactly put it on and how to, like... Like they told also at the end, they told us that like how good it's gonna be. Like what is what are you gonna use it for and stuff. So basically, we were able to choose how to build the handle as well. So you could either be on the good team or you could be on the bad team. You could. Well, there's um, basically no teams. It's just okay. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but you were either protection or you were defense you could be like attacker or stuff like that and you got a pin showing what you would be through that you got to choose the base once you got in there and you had your kyber crystal the it's relatively heavy honestly well, not the kyber crystal but the lightsaber indeed. yeah but it was awesome being able to see it. The the actress the actress there was like amazing. Like she actually told us all of that. And then when the room darkened and she said, "Power up your lightsabers," it was the that was the best part out of all of it. Yeah. So there was an actress or a lead person who got to show us what to do, and she was very adamant in showing. The amazingness of being a Jedi. All right, well, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay connected. Thank you. The Comic Book Depot has been in business since 1993. Your one stop comic book shop for comics, gaming, and collectibles. The Comic Book Depot Club membership is $15 and gets you 15% off new comics, back issues, graphic novels, and 10% off comic book supplies. Located at 2847 Jerusalem Avenue in Wontaw, New York. Contact us on Facebook for curbside pickup because new comics are back. For more information, give Alan a call at 516 221 9337. The Comic Book Depot. Now, back to our show. Oh, I'm glad that I went to the Malvern Comic Fest. And before I tell you my thoughts on it, well, let's tell you what it is. The Malvern Comic Fest took place at the Bridge Church in Malvern, which is approximately 20 minutes away from Queens, with an LIRR station across the street from the venue. So if you're not taking your car, you don't have a car, uh, someone stole your car, well, you can always take the LIRR. I happened to drive, and it was very easy. And when I pulled up, I said... I've been to I've been to this place before and I remember just how peaceful and easy it was getting to the Bridge Church before. Um uh, parking's a breeze and it has a peaceful feel to it. It kind of feels like felt to me, which I commented when I was there. I feel like I was on a Universal Studios town set. It didn't feel like a real town. It was it was very cute. So I liked the place, I liked the parking. Everyone um was very nice. I might have um pissed off someone. So, you know, uh, when you tell an actor that you don't know who they are multiple times, and I get more and more paranoid about how I don't know who this actor is, and I'm digging the hole deeper, I'm saying I don't know them, perhaps I'm going to have not the most positive response. But I will say, despite me putting my foot in my mouth, which I often do, uh, everyone was very, very friendly and very welcoming. So let's tell you about it. All right. 
The vendors included local shops and artists celebrating comics, cosplay, collectibles, ranging from Marvel, DC, to the Alpha Gods, and more comic book artists showcasing their works and their artwork. Actors who starred in the Warriors movie were talking to fans, they were doing interviews, they did a Q&A panel right after this event ended at a movie theater across the street, which I went to. So to be precise, there were three Warriors, two Lizzies, and an orphan from the movie The War several years ago, which I actually hadn't seen. So because I hadn't seen them, I didn't want to ask them stupid questions dumber than usual. And I didn't get any interviews with the Warriors, but it's going to happen eventually. But I did see the movies with them. They did a really cool Q&A. And if it wasn't for the Melbourne Comic Fest, well, I wouldn't see the Warriors, which I just happened to be speaking about a week before this event. Mark and I often talk about how things that happen in my real life tend to happen within the week of one of our shows. So maybe I'm fated to be on the show or Maybe it's just coincidence or maybe I'm reading into things, but I talked about the Warriors movie, how I hadn't seen it. And my boyfriend even showed me clips on the internet and boom, here I am surrounded by the Warriors, seeing the movie, loved it. Now back to the Malvern Comic Fest. All right. Um, which again, I loved the area. There's a nice pizza place down the street and the movie theaters right down the street. So there was also two men, which you hear the interview on the radio, Fury's Revenge, and they're dressed Almost exactly like the Furies, they were in full faceplate and baseball costumes, very welcoming, very positive, all about the positive energy, which, you know, in some days we really need some positive energy. So it's, it's nice to see people intentionally going out there and covered in face paint nonetheless. Um, the Furies Revenge is a modern day spinoff of the original Furies from the cult classic movie, well, The Warriors. Um, this event was hosted by Rocky's Comics and Gary D, Gary Demers, if I'm pronouncing that wrong, I probably am, I'm very sorry, produced by Chris Montalvo of Alpha Gods Comics. We have an interview with him and Antonio Montalvo, and they have a very, very, very cool artistry that they were showcasing at the Comic Fest. There was also wrestler Gene Snitsky, who I didn't get to speak to. There's so many people I did not get to speak to, so guess what? I'm going to have to go back. I definitely have to go back and I please hope you guys do this next year and I'm going to get more interviews because guess what? I was too chicken to interview anyone that I didn't know after going up to the first person asking for an interview after saying probably five to eight times how I didn't know anything they've ever done. And uh, it just got a little awkward. I'm not going to go into the details, but it's my fault. <laughs> and uh, after putting my foot in my mouth, I was just a little bit skittish, which I've never been before on this level. There was also Angel Salazar, uh, the Chi-Chi from Scarface. He's a really funny guy. He puts on a great stand-up comedy show. I know because I just hosted a birthday party that he headlined and I'd opened for him last summer, which was very cool. My first year of comedy to open for Chi-Chi of Scarface. So he was there and I didn't get to speak to him either, not because I was too scared, but because I had an hour and I was trying to get interviews. And every time I looked to say hi to you, Angel Salazar, you weren't at your booth. So, and and, and you were, I noticed, at the Warriors Q&A, and I even waved. I did wave. I tried, but you didn't see my wave. So, yeah, that was my, my attempt and uh, my miss. So, Angel Salazar, if you think I snubbed you, I definitely didn't. He's really funny. Recommends his stand-up. He should do more stand-up online so people that can't come to see him live necessarily can see him online. Anyway, I'm going to throw it back to the Warriors. It was just nice to see that the Warriors 
and Chi Chi from Scarface, still relevant in 2022, live at the Melbourne Comic Fest. And it's just nice to see that some things don't change because I'm going to be thinking of Scarface my whole life. I just did a Scarface photo shoot for uh, Red Midnight magazine recently. Back to the fest. <laughs> I have a lot of, uh, I should just call this I digress. There were tons of cosplayers there fitting very nicely into their costumes, props. It really takes, it takes uh, a lot of nerve, I would say, or as you say, chutzpah, to throw yourself in a cosplay outfit. You know, sometimes I, I, I would be too nervous to call that much attention to myself. There was retro arcade gaming, uh, D&D, which uh, Dungeons and Dragons, and Magic the Gathering gaming sessions. Proceeds of this event went to funding the Bridge, Bridge Kids Ministry at that Bridge Church, which is very, is very pleasant. Really, I really like the vibe there. And um, the address, just in case you want to go there, <laughs> 1 Norwood Avenue, Malvern, New York. Um, but we'll have to wait for the next Malvern Comic Fest because uh, this was definitely an original and good vibes, good energy, lots of talent, lots of inspiration. And if you feel like, you know, meeting people and seeing how they make a comic book or just supporting them or maybe learning from them to do your own thing, this is a great place to be. So thank you for having me. I could go on and on. And well, tickets were $7 each. Let's see what the ticket prices are next year with inflation. But children 10 year and under are free. So my final thought, you want to put some wrinkle cream on and really take care of yourself. Maybe you can pass for a nine-year-old and maybe you can get in for free. That's my review of the Malvern Comic Fest. I'm going to throw it back to you, Mark. Ever wanted to enter the world of comics but didn't know where to start? Worry not, true believers. We at the Comic Book School may just have the answer to your questions. Created by comics veteran Buddy Scalera, the Comic Book School is a free online educational resource that helps rising creators learn the craft and business of making comics through resources like forums, interviews, publication opportunities, publisher guidelines, and step-by-step -step blog posts. For more info, please visit our site at www.comicbookschool.com. Be sure to join our forums and follow us on social media while you're there. We'll see you on the message boards. Now, back to our show. Hello, Radioheads. We're here with infamous Renzo. Uh, he does a lot of things. So tell us what you do. Art, personality, optical illusion, <laughs> DJ, um, and whatever I feel at the moment, like sometimes. So we're at the Malvern Comic Fest, and uh, he said he's a Pokemon, but I said, wait, okay, so. Like a character. Do you want to talk about it? And he's like, well, I do it silently, so it, it's gonna it, be a little weird. What? what? It's like a mind. With a crazy person combined who's obsessed with Pokemon. Mime with a crazy person combined. So how, how do we see this? Because this is very confusing. I saw I saw about six seconds. I still don't really know exactly what it is. He, basically, he like, basically expresses himself through facial expressions mm -hmm. and gestures. and Like Charlie Chaplin. Yeah. He's You're like, like a, a Pokemon Charlie Chaplin. You nailed it. Oh, and I didn't even have to take mushrooms to see that. Yep. You know, I'm just like, I'm seeing things. You're putting the words together You're like Charlie properly. Chaplin, so, but minus the beating of the wives. Like, he had some tumultuous relationships, Charlie Chaplin. I think I did, too. Yeah? A lot of women were very, not feeling so great around him. Yeah. You feel like that, too, if you had some women problems? I mean, he probably, because he was famous, and he <laughs> took, you know, it's like, it's almost like a smorgasbord when mm. you become famous. Hey, listen, I could have a smorgasbord, but, uh... 
I, I think I'm pretty grounded and I'm faithful to one Depends. man. If you're, if you're harnessing superpowers from women, like women mm. could gather men like the queen bee. Okay. Right? Mm, they got you're that, gathering? They got that queen bee power. Oh, so you're saying women can give men? No, it's both. It depends. And vice versa. Yeah. I find that my energy, if I'm around too many men, my energy maybe could be split. I feel like, it, for me, at 37, one, one man is good. You look 19, though. Oh, thank you very much. No, 37. I think one is good. Hmm. It's focused. Because I got a lot to do. Like, talk to you about you. So what you do, would you call it cosplay? Sort of. Kind of. What would differentiate this from cosplay? I'm, I'm like a product marketing character so i worked for a company and i invented this character to promote the products to sell the products what's the company goat card trader what is it goatcardtrader.com okay perfect so anyone listening to the radio can find you on there and oh so you're the promoter how do they like your promoting they they think you're doing a good job or because you almost turned down this interview and that wouldn't have been such good promotion yeah lack of sleep and i hear you you know when your mind's not there, it's not right, you know. Oh yeah, I'm here. I got 40 minutes left. In this I, I have to. I, I have to do like the Buddhist like oy, 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 center, center. So since you're kind of the face of this company, you're one of the faces. What do you do to feel more alert and alive and be the character and really feeling good? Because say you're a little tired, and I, you know we all got days that we're I tired. I have to do three shots of espresso, <laughs> maybe a Red Bull, a couple push-ups. You know, did you do like that it. today? I try. You did a Red Bull today? I did more than a Red Bull. Oh my god! <laughs> oh god! Can we say on the air what you what you did, I mean, or is you know, it illegal? If you're, if you're allowed to talk about it, you know. Let's I'm, just I'm say interested. it's Santa Claus related. Santa Claus related, like put it together. North Pole. The magic of Santa. Did you have like Chi Chi from Scarface around you? Oh yeah, he's right there. You see him? Yeah, yeah. I opened. Uh, I just opened for him like two weeks ago. It's Santa Comedy Show. Who's the other guy? Wait, song. no, he's the guy that set up uh, Tony, right? To get Chi-Chi, him robbed. I don't think Chi Chi set up Tony. Chi Chi was like the best friend. Chi Chi was the little guy. Yeah. He was like the main man to Scarface. I don't I, think yeah, he set be, him up. To be honest, I like Sosa. Sosa was the man, but. With, with my glasses. Yeah. The cool guy. So, so the, the guy who had the... He's know, hot. The, the big plantation and everything. He was oh, the... Oh, he was the real oh. gangster. Is this a white guy? Is the white guy he who had the, he had the girlfriend? No, a Colombian guy. The drug guy. The one that supplied the coke to yeah. Tony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, at the very beginning, it was like a whitish guy, and he was with Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, no. That, that guy, he that just robbed... It, like, it was like Tony... That guy was not likable at all. Well, he was a pig. Like what he said. He's a hustler. So, um, okay, so what else can we know about you? I want to show your art real quick before we finalize yeah, right this interview. Here. Let's see. Are you going to act as this character? Oh, uh, no, this is just, he's like the main chase card for Pokemon. What is he chasing? Well, I mean, this is what everyone collects the Pokemon for. Like, they, they all want to get this character. And what are you chasing? I mean, I'm not chasing nothing. I'm just having fun. Is there anything that you're chasing in life or that you would hope would come your way? What is anything? Everything's an illusion. <laughs> if you give it power, then it's going to have power over you. Am I an illusion? No. I mean, Do I, have power I think you're over on you? point. You might be a little reptilian ish. Like, I've get, been told I by get the vibe. like seven or eight psychics that I'm part alien. Well, you got the. What color is your hair? Um, this is just my natural. I don't know. Well, the eyes, they usually say blue yeah. blue and yellow, green eyes. Yeah. Eye. 
Mm. You have that. Wait, you probably got Rh negative blood too. I gotta test that. You gotta check. You gotta check. We were with someone. We were talking about mushrooms, and I was with someone doing mushrooms. Hope like I said this on the radio, and they saw me as like not human. No, you're definitely not. No. No, you're not like everyone else. I'm definitely not like anyone else. No, I don't think so. Yeah. So, so I'm definitely not human. All right. So, final thoughts. (laughs) What would you like society and the radio to know about you or anything in life? What's important to you? Mm. That's a tough one. I just do every. I do everything for fun. If it's not fun, I just don't do it. Are you having fun on this interview? Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. It's all right. What could we make it more fun? (laughs) I don't know. I, to be honest, like we should just go around and find the weirdest people and just interview them. Who's the weirdest one here? Probably me. Probably you. All right, perfect. Then we went right to the source. <laughs> so, all right, where can we find you? Infamous Renzo mm-hmm. on Instagram, and then all the links are there. You could all just right. click it. Yeah. Check out my artwork. Check out everything. Well, thanks, man. And this is very interesting and I always love being told that I'm not human because my my respect for humans I'm sorry has kind of gone down because the branding of the human species is very bad hopefully you're not vaccinated I hey if you want me to be vaccinated I'm vaccinated (laughs) I'll be 74 times actually 74 I got 74 I think I I was injected by aliens probably prior to it so I had the blocker for corona hey you got the blocker for corona right here if you want the blocker just find this guy and maybe take some of his blood samples or not maybe leave him alone you can follow him but don't follow me see you later lizard blood and now back to more it came from the radio hey guys this is christy from custom cakes by christy i want you to know that i'm here for you i'm keeping my private kitchen open for any needs your family may have I've been focusing on bread, soups, muffins, quiches, and other basics, but I'm still accepting dessert orders as well. Please follow my Facebook for immediate pickup items. Private message me for custom orders. Custom Cakes by Christy, I-N-C-K-R-I-S-T-Y. Text me at 631-606-8166. Now, back to our show. Yo, what's going on? Hello, Radioheads. We're doing a radio interview for It Came From The Radio, and we're with here with Tony Titanium and uh, one of his friends, fans. Friends? I'm his brother. Magnets attached to his body. So you can be part of the radio, too, but we got to talk into this live mic. Hey, what's going on? This is Christian Montalvo. We are happy to be back here. My love to Mark Torres, of course. Oh, there you go. Oh, so this is Mark Torres. What's up, brother? Good to see you. Mark Torres. So, Mark, and everyone listening, you got Donnie Bling Bling, which caught my attention. And uh, this is this is your artwork, this is your story. Yeah, this yes. is both our story from Alpha Gods Entertainment. It was the brainchild of Chris over here, and I was the colorist. So, I'll let him talk a little bit more about it. So, yeah. go ahead. No, it's Tell me about uh, this Donnie Bling Bling. Donnie Bling Bling is our flagship character. He is a just a, a loads of fun, some parody, and just comic book goodness. So if you like just funny comic books, this is for you. And is he actually Rico Suave cool, or is he like a little he's, awkward? He's, 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 a little, he's like the pimp with the gold, uh, heart of gold, you know? Like he's, he's, the whole story, if you read it, he's an alien that mm-hmm. kind of accidentally becomes a pimp. But the story's hysterical. You'll love it. Like, I'm telling you, if you ever get a chance to pick it up, please do. Um, yeah. It's a really funny, funny, fun ride. It reminds me of this one time where I actually found myself accidentally being a pimp. And, uh, you know, the price of women back then was a lot 
It was a lot more expensive than it is now. Women now are selling themselves for like $5 on OnlyFans. You know, back used to like 300 a pop. That was my experience being a pimp, but, you know, back to you guys. Yeah, well, times are hard for pimps out here, you know? Well, actually, Donnie has cleaned up his act, and he's a lot more family-friendly, so... <laughs> and what exactly is he, uh, is he pimping? No, he's not pimping. So, quite honestly, what he does in, in the comic book is he's a, he's a consultant for the police, and okay. he, he's almost like... Uh, if if you got like Shaft in that in mind, that kind of a thing, he's, he's more like your local hero. Like a player, yeah, more like a player. But he started off as a pimp that accidentally became one. <laughs> Is there like any influence from Pootie Tang? I wouldn't say Pootie Tang. I think the Ladies Man actually, when that movie came out, oh, okay. influenced it. Yes. Ladies Man. Any messages that uh, Donnie Bling Bling has for us, or you guys want to share with the world? No, other than what's up, baby. <laughs> <laughs> How about the, the comics? Do you have any messages or important uh, facts about life that you guys believe that you want to get there, get out there your comic book? Well, other than Donnie Bling Bling, we have this over here. This is uh, Fuakata right here. So this is. A book that what we ended up doing is, and if we open it up a little bit, this does a little bit of history. This is actually bilingual, so, you know, as fun as we are, we also are educational as well. And we think that my brother's a teacher. If you could do anything that is teaching folks as well and it's fun, then we're doing our job here. So what are we teaching people? So this is the history of the Caribbean here. So if you flip through it, and of course we'll make sure that you take a copy home, we, we just walked through the history of the Caribbean, meaning like through the indigenous folks up until hopefully a very bright future. Okay. So let's see, what's going on with you guys? What do you think is the toughest part of being comic book creators? Loving comic books. She That's is, the hardest part? She is a fickle mistress, really? but, but we love her to death. But what's, what's the fickle part? Well, find, finding finding success. Well, not only that, it's also just thinking up, you know, thinking up ideas and, you know, making sure that you execute. So sometimes it can be a little difficult, but for the most part, it's a love and glad to be doing it, you know, and we'll be, we'll, we'll continue to do it, you know? So what, uh, what helps you to execute? Maybe their days really don't feel like it. You know what? It's what motivates me, honestly, is my, our love for it, man. I remember growing up and running to the comic book shop and just dying to see what happened next in X-Men and it's just like I my hope is that one day some kid is dying to know what happens in an Alpha Gods book so mm. that's that's the dream and we'll, we'll get there it's just gonna take some time any other characters you're thinking of working on aside from the Donnie Bling well I could show well. you one of our action figures hold on a yeah, second I'll be this. right back you sure. hold that for a second well as a matter of fact this is uh, one of our other characters this guy is called Captain Kiskea and he yeah, is Kind of like a Captain America for the Dominican Republic, okay. set in the 1960s. And what we got is our good old friend, Notorious Puff here. Um, he's the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man, um, rocking the Coogee sweater and his Slimer gold chain and like the Versace that. glasses. Well, he's yeah, he's based off of Biggie. Um, we we decided taking who's the coolest fat guy I know, Biggie. And the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, and I basically married them together. Um, he's available at alphagods.com. You check out the email, send me an email, and we make them custom order for each person. So so if I wanted to have my own custom, could you guys make one mixed with me? Of course I can. Just yeah. let me know, obviously. Gucci. 
Well, I could even paint this, the, the sunglasses to match yours. That. And That's maybe I can cool. add a, a wig on him so it looks just like you. There you go. <laughs> Although his figure's a little off, but it is what it is. So. Or maybe the figure's a little on. But that's what's trending now. Well, actually, that's more like my figure, but oh, it is what God. it is. Is there any final thoughts for society and it came from the radio listeners? Well, I'll tell you, um, I want to thank everybody that came out to the show today. Um, you know, we if, if you guys don't know, we were actually the people that put this together with Rocky's Comics, so... We want to thank everyone. We want to thank the town. What do I know? Um, but it is what it is. And here you are, Chris. If you got any saying, I'm out. No, thank you. Hopefully we see you all at the funny shows. If not, and we'll do this again next year. So at thank the funny you. shows, you call it? Well, I was going to say, in the, what, what is it, the, the funny strips? <laughs> funny strips? Who knows? Strip, strip funny? What? Funny stripping? <laughs> funny, you know, if the girl's blind. Right, you know what? I'm going to get myself in trouble. I'm just going to end this interview right now before I make fun of Helen Keller. Respect to Helen Keller and respect to you guys. Thank and you respect so to Mark. And uh, now back to more. It came from the radio. Thank you. If you had any honor, you would listen to Sci-Fi.Radio. The Sci-Fi for your Wi-Fi. Kapla. Now, back to our show. Hello, Radioheads. You know this is L-Man. I'm here with Clash and... Sandman. Sandman. Sandman, Sandman. and Clash, the Furies. So, uh, I've been under a rock, and I haven't seen the Warriors movie. I was just talking about seeing it last week, and then, bam! I'm at this place where all the stars, a lot of the stars from the Warriors movie are here, and we get you guys, you're promoting the Warriors. How many years later? You're doing a lot. Of, tell us what you do. So we're from Fury's Revenge. As she said, I'm Sandman Fury, and this is Clash Fury. And Fury's Revenge is actually a support group for the uh, Warriors cast. So we come to the conventions. We also do uh, charity events for our, our communities. We do breast cancer walk, MS walk, ALS walk. We do, uh, like I said, multiple events for children, toys for tots, uh, and stuff like that. Our support group. So I'm in a few movies. You know, we have the Bloody Nun franchise, one, two, and three. I never thought of a support group for the movies I'm in. I'm just so tired. Like right now, there's more things I should know. I should have done more prep for the interview, but I'm tired. So maybe I need a support group. Like, how could I get my own versions of you guys? What do I have to do? Uh, well, you got to have a love for the Baseball Furies, All which right. was a gang from the movie The Warriors. Number one. Um, you have to be dedicated. You got to be motivated. You got to right. stay positive. All right. well, um, I, although I we, we they did represent gangs in the movie, uh, as you can see from the Warriors community, it's very friendly, very welcoming. Yeah. Um, we do, like I said, conventions and just really supporting. We really enjoy, <clears throat> excuse me, the fans. Uh, you know, young kids that are just learning about the movie The Warriors. I mean, this movie is from 40 years ago, yeah. so more than 40 years now, um, and it's still going strong, and we still have, you know, the Warriors that come out and they represent, and we're here to, like we said, support them, have fun with the fans, take pictures, do videos, uh, whatever we can to support them. And what are some messages you would like to get across, either from the Furies or from yourself personally? Uh, I mean, for us, like I said, it's really about giving back to our community. You know, we, we stay positive. Uh, we want to make sure that, you know, 
children that didn't grow up with this, you know, can be exposed to it and see that, uh, you know, some of the cast members have said something in the past. This was really like one of the original cosplay. Cosplaying mm-hmm. events have become very big, especially at comic conventions. Uh, but the movie The Warriors was really one of the first cosplay events where we had so many different people uh, dressing up into, you know, costumes and uniforms and, and using face paint and war paint and everything else uh, and representing different areas from New York. Uh, it was very, uh, uh, it's a piece where if, you, if you're if you from Coney Island, you know the Warriors. So, you know, it's a destination thing. A lot of people come to Coney Island because they want to see the places that were represented in the movie mm-hmm. and they want to really experience that. And a lot of stuff is still there from the movie. You know, the Wonder Wheel is still there. The You know, you still ride the trains from the Bronx down to Coney Island. Um, so a lot of that stuff is still able to, you know, people that enjoyed the movie back then are able to experience it. So 40 years ago this movie comes out, now we're in 2022, are we? I don't even know where I am. 2022. And, uh, well, the world, there's a lot of things that aren't permitted now, people call it woke or awake. Uh, Do you think there's a lot of things that were in the movie that just would not fly now, that maybe we have to censor out to appease some groups, or everything's going to fly? Uh, well, I think that's why you probably cannot remake this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, it was it was shot in the 70s when gangs. But, however, in the movie, there was only one gun that was used okay. uh, throughout the whole event. Um, and so, you know, it just one from gun. this one gun that was in the movie. I mean, the cops had guns, but the gangs only had one gun hmm. um, that, that they used to, to, you know, at the end of the movie. We need to bring but, back gangs. We have more <laughs> gangs. Maybe we need less guns. Maybe that's the takeaway from that? Well, it, it, it really, it was, like I said, it was a period piece, you know, back then. And, and they actually did have real gang members that were that were in the background and that were extras that they paid for. Um, and they, they could huh. only film at night because it was a low-budget film and they couldn't get permits. And other films were going on in the daytime, so they had to only film hey, at night. I'm a gang member, but you know what? I need to feed my family. I'm going to do a little background acting, right? <laughs> Absolutely. A little background acting, a little shoot them up a little background acting. Like, is, that, is that what happened? That's what that's what was, and you know, and they got that real feel. I mean, it, it was New York in the seventies. You know, if you, if you watch the movie, you're going to get the feel of New York in the seventies. Right. No, see, when I have a set, you know, magazine shoot, film set, you got to be careful. You bring it to their set, and they're bringing gang members yeah. in, like because they want it authentic. Is it worth the risk? Is that a little risky? You think? It was back then. Uh, if you ever speak to some of the cast members, they'll tell you. You know, they they actually were approached by some gang, real gang members, right? because. They had put up uh, spray paint in the neighborhood, okay. and some of the real gangs came out and said, you can't put up spray paint of this. That's interesting. And they had to tell them, no, we're just filming a movie. Right. Uh, and they actually offered them a, a role in the movie, so it kind of appeased the, the, the people. See, that is a way to appease people. You just go, hey, hey, oh, you want to roll in a movie? You want, you want to be in my TikTok video? I guess that's like almost the same thing nowadays. All right, so final thoughts. Any messages you would like to share with society and the radio? I mean, from us, again, Fury's Revenge, we're really about the community. Like we tell people, you know, for us, it's, it's not about race, color, creed, religion. Uh, if you're into doing something positive and giving back to your community, that's what we're all about. Uh, we could take something that really had, you know, maybe some people looked at it. It was protested back in the 70s when it came mm-hmm. out. There was a lot of protest. People did not want the movie to be in theaters. They tried to say that people were stabbed and shot because of the movie, that it promoted wow. violence, and there was a lot of protest. But here we are over 40 years later, and we're really using that for something positive uh, to bring some joy, you know, to, to 
children to adults, you know, everybody that sees us, loves taking pictures with us, doing a little video, uh, really just enjoy doing things. So it's really about, you know, there's, there's no point in, uh, you know, putting out the, the, the negative negativity in the world. There's so much positive that we can do uh, and take something, like I said, from 40 years ago that was a violent film, uh, turn it into something positive. Be positive. I got AIDS positive, so it's a great day. Thank you guys so, so much. Thank you. And where can we find you? Uh, you can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us FuriesRevenge.com. Furies Revenge, one word, uh, F-U-R-I-E-S-R-E-V-E-N-G-E. Furies Revenge. Look us up. Check us out. You'll see all the events that we do. Sounds like something that might happen if I ate some Mexican food. <laughs> all right, on that note, back to more. It came from the radio. Respect. This is Michael Bell, the voice of Duke from G.I. Joe, and I am here at Cradlecom, and I am with It Came From The Radio. Now, back to our show. So that about does it for this week on It Came From The Radio. Join us right here any week on this radio station. If you miss any part of this show, tough. go to our newly revised website, www.itcamefromradio.com. The archives will be up in a week or so. Check us out on such places as btd.radio, sci-fi.radio, indievolt.com, Check us out on our places such as Facebook, Instagram, YouTube page, Twitter. And always follow the cost-benefit ratio. If the benefits outweigh the costs, do it. If the costs outweigh the benefits, don't do it. Or just Google, it came from the radio. And we'll see you next week. You've been listening to It Came From The Radio with Mark Torres. The views of the show's hosts and guests did not necessarily reflect that of the management, owners, or staff of the station. We now return you to your earthly scheduled broadcast.